When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Why does making friends as an adult feel so what hard? What should I wear on a first date? What the date? hell is a foreign But that Why hookup was not good. So what do I want my life to look like in five years? We, we want to know too. Since 2012, the Every Girl has been an online destination to help women around the world achieve the life of their dreams. Now, we're excited to bring you the same inspiring content with the Every Girl Podcast. Welcome back to the show. It's your host, Josie Santee. Now that we are officially a few weeks into January, I hope you are living your best life, that you're keeping up with the intentions you set. If not, maybe it's time to revisit your goals, either rethink the goals that you set and whether or not they are actually the right goals to help you be happier, or come back to your intention. Take this time to revisit your best self, what you want to get out of this year, and make some small daily changes to get you closer to your highest self. Now, if you have not joined us for the January challenge yet, we are offering activities, podcast episodes, and articles every single day through January centered around different themes, all with the purpose of helping you live your best life. For more information on the challenge, check us out at the Every Girl podcast on Instagram or find more information on theeverygirl.com where we have posts for each week of the challenge. This week is all about optimizing your health. I love this goal because I think that when we typically talk about health, we are talking about, you know, healing symptoms. It's either getting rid of bloat or healing period pain, things like that. But health is not just about being symptomless. That's kind of like the first layer, you know. Health is also about optimization. So have more energy, vibrance, joy, longevity than we ever thought possible. Health is the tool to live our fullest, most beautiful lives. It's not just about being symptomless. So that is what this episode and this week of the challenge is all about. Eggie Lau, a biohacking expert, is going to share some crazy good tips and insights into achieving optimal health. But before we get into my conversation with Aggie, I thought I would share a few things that have made my life better in the spirit of optimizing our lives. So I love this trend on TikTok. I'm a sucker for these TikTok trends where people like sharing their notes app and giving all their little details into their lives. I think it's fascinating. So I thought I would share a few of mine with you because I don't gatekeep. I feel like when I find something that really works for me, I am dying to share it with you guys. I want to like shout it from the rooftops that everybody needs to try this too. I'm going to get as specific as possible. You guys know I love a detail. I obviously have so many habits, routines, and products that I love and I'm obsessed with, but this episode would literally be like 10,000 hours long if I went through them all. So I narrowed it down to 10 products or habits that have actually made my life better. Okay, let's get into it. So the first thing that has made my life better is castor oil on my brows. I know this is wildly specific. But I have been on this kick lately where I'm like, I don't want to wear makeup that often, but I have a lot of interviews that I need to be camera ready for. I have events, things like that. So I wanted to find ways that I could maybe like look better naturally without makeup is my goal. I also heard so much about the benefits of castor oil being really good for hair growth, hair health, and all those things. So I had found this little tube on Amazon. The brand is called Fresh. Fresh, F-R-A-I-C-H-E. It's certified organic castor oil and it comes in this little tube where there's one section that kind of is for putting on your lash line and then the other part of the tube is a wand to put on your brows. So I've been doing this every day and I think it has made a huge difference in my brows. They look so much healthier, more filled in. But when I'm wearing it, it kind of acts like a brow pencil or like a brow gel my brows just like look more filled in. They feel like I'm more put together. It helps the brows stay in place so you don't have that one little rogue brow hair. 
I feel like I'm doing something every day that's helping me like look more put together, feel better. But then it's also doing some long-term benefits and helping my brows look Brooke Shields-esque. The next little thing that has made my life better is writing meditations from the Superhuman app. I talk about Superhuman a lot, and we had Mimi Bouchard, the founder, on, and that was one of my favorite episodes. But Superhuman has been a game changer for me because I did not think I could be a meditation person. I still struggle with sitting still and breathing for even like five minutes. Like it's a struggle for me. So what I really like instead is writing meditations. I feel like it's really setting in when I'm writing something versus just meditating on it. So some of the writing meditations that I have gone to from Superhuman app are design your next glow up. Create your lucky girl persona. Connect with your future self. I've been doing these writing meditations every single day since January 1st. I think that it keeps me connected to my goals, to what I want out of life, to the version of my highest self when I'm doing that consistently. I really want to keep this up through the rest of the year, just getting my pen to paper and focusing on my future self. If you don't have the Superhuman app, you can also just look up so many different writing prompts. I personally like future self journaling as well, where you basically just journal as if you are currently your future self. So another exercise that I like is thinking about my morning. Like I wake up in my stunning mansion in West Hollywood where I have a Spanish style exterior and lemon trees in the backyard. Like just going through your day as your dream version of your life as if it's the present moment. Another way to use this journaling prompt is if you have a huge presentation, meeting, date, whatever it is, like you can journal as if you're going through it. Like I am on this date and I am so present. I am witty. I am effortlessly charming, like going through events as your future self. So if you don't have the superhuman app, there are so many ways to journal, connecting to your highest self, to the best version of you. The next thing that has changed my life is the Beekeepers Naturals throat spray. Carly Stein Kramer, the founder of Beekeepers Naturals, came on a few months ago to share all of the benefits of propolis and other honey products. So if you want to hear all the behind the scenes of why this works, go listen to that episode. But the throat spray has been something that's been a game changer for me. I've been spraying it every single day, especially through this season where it's like cold and flu season, when I'm traveling, when I typically will get sick. In the past, I I get a cold pretty regularly. Like I have spent many winters constantly with a cold. And The past year, as I've been using this on a regular basis, I have not gotten sick besides maybe like one or two times, which is wild for me. So I really swear by this stuff. I think it has helped me so much. I feel more energized also when I'm using this product. So the throat spray is really something that has changed my life for the better. A little bit of a pivot here, but the next thing that has made my life better is what I call Bravo Fridays, what I've called a self-care practice, an important self-care practice, if you will. Where are Friday afternoons, I'm done with work early. Even if I have work left, I'll probably do it Saturday or Sunday. But I make sure that I have my Friday afternoons to sit on the couch, maybe have a few spoonfuls of some dough cookie dough and catch up on my Bravo shows. This truly is an important self-care practice for me because the bigger picture of this is that I'm being really intentional about my TV time. What I found myself doing in the past is after a long day of working, I would be really exhausted, really wiped, and just kind of like mindlessly turn on the same show I've watched a thousand times before while I eat dinner so that I can like zone out. But I realized that that was really draining me. After I would finish watching the show, I wouldn't feel like I wanted to do anything else with my night. Like I just want to keep watching TV. I'd be like in this like low energy vibration because it was unintentional. So I think that TV is not inherently a bad thing. I feel like so many people have this guilt when they watch TV. They're like, I could be doing something productive. I do not believe that TV in general is bad. What does matter though is the intention behind it. So if you find yourself watching TV, watching a show you don't care about or a show that you've you know, seen a few times before and you keep going to your phone because you are like not stimulated enough by the show, To me, that's a sign that you're unintentionally watching TV. You're going to TV in a way that is draining you rather than a self-care practice that feels restorative. So that's why for me, a big reframe 
has been viewing TV as something that I could be intentional about. So I have my Bravo Fridays to catch up on my shows. It is this indulgent, wonderful practice that I love and I look forward to. But I'm not watching TV as much during the week when it's unintentional, when it's that feeling of I just want to zone out and turn on something to make my brain go numb. I don't want to do that anymore because that's so low vibration for me. That drains my energy. So instead, if I'm really exhausted, I will then read a book, I'll color, I'll do something a little bit more intentional to allow me to recharge in a different way that doesn't suck my energy like watching something mindlessly does. So the bigger picture of that is being intentional about TV time and using it in some ways to serve as a self-care practice to help me recharge and being aware of when it would be something that was draining rather than recharging. Next thing that has made my life better is having a pre-meal mocktail. I obviously am huge on digestive health. I've had a lot of digestive issues in the past. I've done so many things to work to heal that. And a huge one was taking digestive enzymes after eating. I love arrays, bloat pills. But something that I've also started doing recently that has been a ginormous game changer is thinking about optimizing my digestion before I even start eating. And the way that I like to do that is with this, like I call it a mocktail, but it's very simple. It's not fancy enough to be called a mocktail, but it just like, why not romanticize your pre-dinner drinks, right? So I will take some sparkling water and just add, what I like to do is add organic Olivia bitters, like the glucose bitters she has. But you can also just add like a little bit of apple cider vinegar. If you don't like the taste, you can add a little honey with it. But Apple cider vinegar or having some bitters before your meal stimulates digestion so that you are naturally releasing more enzymes and preparing your stomach for optimized digestion. Digestion starts from before you start eating through the hours afterwards and how you can optimize that time to feel your very best. For me, that mocktail, just sparkling water, some organic Olivia bitters has been such a game changer. And I also like it because It feels like I'm doing something special. I don't like to drink alcohol at home very much. I'm just more of, as we say, a social drinker. So when I'm at home and I'm cooking dinner and a glass of wine would be nice, but I know I wouldn't feel great. This is kind of like the perfect replacement because I'm doing something good for my body, but I'm like sipping on something. You know, you kind of just need to like do something with your hands sometimes. The next thing that has made my life better is reading nonfiction during the week and memoir or fiction on weekends. I love a self-help book. For years, I would really only read self-help books. But recently, I'm like, I need to stop doing things that are goal-oriented, ironically enough. Like, I need to do things that are purely just for fun, where there's no end goal. It's just my current joy in the present moment. Not everything should be about our future self. It also needs to be about our present self and how we're experiencing joy in the moment. And for me, adding in some memoir or fiction on the weekends has been a key player in prioritizing my present joy. Next tip, replacing my coffee with a cacao latte. I don't think that coffee is inherently bad. I know you'll hear a lot of people who say, never drink caffeine. I think that there's a lot of ways we can still drink caffeine without having it damage us. For example, like not having it first thing in the morning, having it after you eat so that it's better for your hormonal health. So if you love coffee and you like need caffeine, I'm not saying you need to quit. For me, caffeine made me feel really shitty. It drove up my anxiety levels. I definitely felt a difference in my stress throughout the day. And then also I like did not feel good. It made my stomach hurt. Like I feel like I've always had an issue with caffeine and just pretended like it didn't exist. But this is the time of life where we are not ignoring our body's cues. We are listening to our body. So what I've done instead is replace that coffee habit with a cacao latte. It feels like this indulgent hot chocolate, and I'm just obsessed. Like I I literally look forward to this in the mornings. How I make my cacao latte is I use the Saqqara metabolism powder, but you can also just use any raw cacao powder. Make sure that it's not like hot chocolate mix, which is loaded with sugar. It's a cacao powder, which is loaded with antioxidants and fiber and so many amazing nutrients for you. And then I like to mix mine with some like frothed coconut milk. You can also use a little coconut cream to make it even more thick and rich and frothy. And then just some hot water and it tastes so good. I personally love like a very, very, very dark chocolate. But if you like more of a milk chocolate, sweet chocolate vibe, add some honey or maple syrup. And it tastes so good to me that I literally look forward to it every single day. So replacing coffee with a cacao latte, 
huge game changer. The next one is a product. And I really wanted to hate this product. I didn't want to feel like spending $500 on anything would be worth it. But I hate to tell you guys, the Dyson Airwrap really has changed my life. It's less about how my hair looks after I use it because I feel like I haven't mastered that yet. I, I definitely need to like look up some tutorials. I mean, it looks good, but I don't think I've maxed out the full potential of what the Airwrap could do for my hair. Why it's been a game changer for me is actually more of my hair health. Since switching from a normal blow dryer, my hair is noticeably healthier. Like people tell me that my hair looks thicker, it looks healthier. And I think that it's just because of the way that the Dyson treats your hair is so much less damaging than the standard blow dryer. The next item is much less expensive, thank God. It is mouth tape. When I go to bed, I have this ginormous silk eye mask on and I put on my mouth tape and Joey, my boyfriend, always says that I literally look like I'm about to be kidnapped and he'll wake up in panic seeing my face covered in tape and mask. But I love to optimize my sleep and use a ton of different biohacks to get the best rest that I possibly can. There are so many reasons that taping your mouth is really good. If you have no idea what I'm talking about and you're like, literally, Josie, you've lost it. Why are you taping your mouth when you sleep? We have an article on The Every Girl explaining mouth tape, the benefits, why people are doing it. But to give you a little preview, it basically is forcing yourself to breathe through your nose. And nasal breathing has so many benefits. Nasal breathing is what is allowing you to have better sleep because you're getting more oxygen to your brain. So it's forcing that nasal breathing. Since I taped my mouth, I've noticed I wake up with a huge amount of energy. I wake up so much more well-rested. And then also nasal breathing helps the shape of your face. If you Google nasal breathers versus mouth breathers, face shape, you'll see so many different diagrams and examples of studies that they've done of how nasal breathing can actually affect the shape of your face and make your jawline a little bit more defined. I've noticed a slight difference, like nothing worth writing home about. I mainly do it for my sleep quality and my energy levels the next day, but that's just a fun little bonus. So Mouth tape is everything. My last thing I will share today, though I have many more, but one more little thing that has made my life better is having my morning green juice. I have talked about this green juice so many times on this podcast. Last week's episode, I shared all of the ingredients I use. I basically load a ton of greens, herbs, ginger, coconut water into this green juice, and I feel a major difference on days when I have the green juice than on days where I don't. So it has increased my energy. It has made my skin way glowier. I feel more energized on the days that I do it. So just like packing in a ton of nutrients first thing in the morning has been amazing for me. So those are 10 things that have made my life better. Maybe I'll share some more if you guys enjoyed this. I hope you guys like these tips. And obviously, everybody is different. There is something called bioindividuality. Feel free to take what you're intrigued by, leave what you don't. I would love to hear from you guys. What are some things that have made your life better? So DM me at the Every Girl Podcast on Instagram, and maybe we'll share some of these answers because 2024 is the year that we all are collectively helping each other be healthier, happier, and better, right? Speaking of getting healthier, happier, and better, you will feel that way after listening to today's interview. I think of all the amazing conversations we've had, this one is the most packed with little tricks and tips that you have not heard before. It's kind of like the exact roadmap to help you optimize your health. Eggie Lal is known to her 1 million followers as Biohacking Bestie. She is the author of Biohack Like a Woman, where she shares her secrets for a science-backed approach to working with your own biology to maximize results to achieve your healthiest, fittest body and mind ever. In our conversation, we're diving into Aggie's health journey, the heavy metal detox she did that changed her life, and all of her daily routines and habits that she uses to optimize health. I have Aggie share some simple, easy biohacks you can do for any goal, whether it's getting better sleep, better digestion, optimizing hormones. So this episode is literally packed with a lot of physical health tips. But we also have a really powerful conversation about how to become more magnetic and have higher energy. You know those people who just radiate inside and out and just like inherently attracts people and opportunities to them? Eggie's undoubtedly one of those people. So I had to ask her for her tips. 
She shares the change that she says will get you, quote, any man or any job on the planet. This episode is really one of those game changers. Please welcome Aggie Lowell to the Every Girl podcast. Welcome to the Every Girl podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. It's been long overdue. You're just so sweet and I really wanted to connect. So I'm so happy to be here. I want to know a little bit about your background, how you got interested in wellness and and optimizing your health. How did you get here? I wish that I got interested in wellness, but I got interested in me. So I basically got really sick and I was like ignoring all the signs. You know, I was following the mainstream diet, which was under eat, overtrain, have a lot of smoothies, avoid meat, avoid saturated fats. And so I was like feeling I'm doing the right thing. But slowly but surely, my health was declining and declining and declining. What did I do? Ignore it. As long as I could. As we all do. I'm busy living life. Held. <laughs> so it started talking louder and louder and then it was screaming and so then finally I was like okay so what do I need to do for me following the mainstream fitness wellness advice wasn't really working and I think a lot of people can relate to that because super individual and what's going to work for me is not going to work for you you know I don't think the environment that we live in is set up to keep us healthy and so you have to be really like a ninja and make sure that you look out for yourself because no one else is looking out for you. I got on this biohacking journey. I was like, well, this is super cool. I really love this whole optimization bit, but it felt a little bit like golf. There were a lot of older white men. And I was like, where are all the women? It wasn't as common for young women to biohack. And I think there's a lot of fitness advice that's not exactly backed in science, but, you know, in cough mods and Marie Claire. It's just like, how do you navigate this sea of misinformation and how do you know what's best for your body? Yeah, I think so many people are experiencing exactly like you experience. We're taught all these things as women. So we're like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to eat salads and smoothies and do all these things that we've been programmed and conditioned to do. And then we have these health issues that kind of like hit us. And I think that so many women right now are waking up to like, oh, hormonal imbalances, awful periods, these gut issues. These are all things that probably came on because of being so focused on the intense exercise, the intense dieting, like all these intense things that ended up damaging us. And also like the focus on kind of go, 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 that hustle culture instead of stress relief. And so I think that a lot of people see their stories in you or they, their bodies are screaming at them and it takes their body screaming for them to wake up and be like, oh, I need to make some changes. Can you share a little bit about what were those symptoms for you? It started with fatigue. We're all tired. We normalized having multiple coffees a day. So that kind of felt normal. You know, life, I was traveling full time. So jet lag and whatnot. So I was like, okay, that's part of being a human these days. Then I would get the energy crashes. And I ended up constantly thinking about food. I would never like finish a meal and fail, satiated. And now I would do about 10 trips to the kitchen, just pass the fridge, open the fridge. Get like my body was constantly looking. So that was like the first stage. The second stage was I gained a lot of weight. Then my hair was falling out in patches. Like I had bald patches of hair. I was just like brushing my hair and my hair was falling out. Then I got incredible, really bad acne. And so at that point, I felt also extremely depressed and unmotivated, kind of felt like numb. And it was impossible for me to wake up in the morning. It would take me multiple coffees. But then in the evening, I was super wired. I didn't know what that meant. And I thought it was maybe normal, but obviously it was like a cortisol or stress hormone dysregulation and adrenal fatigue. So anyways, long story short, I was like, dang, like I don't want to live my life like this anymore. I'm just trying to get by. Like, let's be realistic. I just want to have my skin to look less terrible and for my hair to be selling out. And I think anyone who has any hair issues, I don't know if you ever had any hair issues for us women. I think it's so linked to our feeling of self-worth even though it shouldn't be but we immediately go what can I do and so that was like a big wake-up call and so my boyfriend at the time was a biohacker and he was like you should test your heavy metals and I'm like what why would I have heavy metals in my body you know I eat healthy and sure enough tested for my heavy metals and had mercury and lead and all of these crazy things and so I didn't realize how many toxins we're exposed to as women with it's 168 toxins a day 
we eat credit card size plastic uh, a, a week on average. It's kind of oh like, my God. And so what plastic does in our body, it mimics estrogen. And estrogen, if you have too much estrogen, it leads to like belly fats, also like a little bit of a lack of motivation. So too much estrogen is not good for you. And so that was basically like a textbook example of my journey. And so I was like, before I even start eating healthy, I just want to detox my body. But it wasn't a juice cleanse. It was like a proper heavy metal cleanse. So where do the heavy metals and plastics, like are those coming from, even if we eat like organic produce, it's still coming from those things? Or yeah, what exactly? I mean, drinking from a plastic bottle is like a really big one. The microplastic leaks into your water. Then you drink it, you know, all the like uh, coffee cups, tap water is so full of heavy metals. I always was like, over my dead body, I'm going to pay for water. Or you go to Europe and it's like $2 for water. And then I'm like, it's the most powerful biohack to have best quality water. I would pay for water more than I would pay for anything else. Yes, it is screwed up because we should have access to clean water. It's just having that understanding that tap water is not something that you want to keep on having, even if it's filtered. It's lacking minerals. Minerals are like a big one for women. No one's ever told me that there are over 100 minerals and we need to have each one of them every day. And most food doesn't have that. And there's a couple of easy biohacks like drinking shilajit, which is a part of volcano, like the lava that you can add like a tiny little bit into your water first thing in the morning and has a tea out of 100 minerals. I add chlorella, which is great for detoxifying my body. And under $10, starting my day with such a simple biohack that tastes good. I used to drink water with lemon, which is also great, but like starting my body with detoxifying because, you know, your body detoxifies at night. Then you drink that, you have minerals and you have way more energy. And usually we don't have energy. There has been a study recently. People would rather have more energy than lose weight, which is the first time in history. People would prefer energy over weight because we're all tired, right? And poor quality coffee depletes you from minerals, right? So minerals like are this super easy biohack for you to have more energy. So if you're watching this and you love coffee, do a quick Google search to discover the world of minerals because I like to think that your body's a house and the bricks are vitamins and to connect the bricks, you need the minerals. I know people are going to ask this. When it comes to like testing for heavy metal, metals, how did you do that test? Do you have to go to a specific kind of doctor? Yes. You just have to uh, cut a piece of your hair. It's actually a hair mineral analysis. It shows you all the minerals. So Whoa. it's all stored in hair. So you have to just get a piece of uh, your hair, cut it, send it back. I don't think you have to go to a doctor, even on Amazon. There are companies that do like, a sh- you know, you, you send in. I think they're now on Amazon ball. So you can have primate test your heavy metals. That's so cool. That's amazing. So if someone does this test, it comes back, they have all these heavy metals or plastics. What can they do? What did you do? If it's really, really bad, you would have something called chelation, which is a special way of removing heavy metal from your body that you have to go with a doctor. It depends which heavy metals are present, where they're coming from. I have this advice in my book, like what's the best way to detoxify your body? Give it a break from feeding it toxins every day between our makeup. And by the way, I love toxic makeup. Like it's great. And so I always say it's 80% biohacking, 20% bioslacking. There's some things I'm not ready to give up, but just like you can even give your body a break. They're amazing supplements. You know, you can drink cilantro juice. You can have charcoal. You know, these aren't expensive at all. You can do dry brushing, tongue scraping, oil pulling. These are all free biohacks that would help you get rid of all these toxins. I don't know if you tried castrol oil packs. Actually, yeah. we just wrote an article about that for the Evergirl. So now I feel like I'm an expert because I had to like... Yeah, but they're amazing for detoxifying yeah. liver and liver is where all the toxins tend to store. Whenever I wear them for sleep, my sleep is so much deeper that night. Really? Okay. And like all these different things that just kind of like support your body's detoxification system. I want to kind of zoom out a little bit. Can you define for our audience what a biohack is? I feel like we need to redefine the word in itself because I think so far it meant ultra optimization, optimizing your body and your environment so you become a superhuman. I think for us women, biohacking is listening to our intuition and understanding that we already know what to do to make ourselves feel better. And it's coming back to that in their voice and 
trusting that because we want to think it must hurt for things to be working. Like you're pushing its hustle and that's very masculine energy. And we thrive through nourishment. And for us to really feel like we are our fullest, highest selves, we need to have that healthy balance. And at the end of the day, we already know what it is that makes us feel the right thing. You know, when we lift that veil of exhaustion and toxins, you realize that you want to eat healthy. And you, I'm watching all of these fitness trainers and it's like, don't be weak. It just, that, that's why diets don't work because we know deep down that it's not about pushing our bodies. It's about lifting all of that bullshit away from us that our bodies were like, let go. You know, I wake up at 5 a.m. now and I'm like, oh, life is so good. If someone showed me myself like a few years back, I was like, oh my God, pathetic. How can this add so much energy at 5 a.m.? But we're designed to have energy. So it's more about stripping away all of the toxins and things in our day-to-day life and being authentic, true intuition with self. Like that's the definition of health. Yeah. And I think that's like, you know, deep down what's best for you. Mm. You know, we try to outsource our power to other people, to Google, to Instagram. And at the end of the day, when you really connect with yourself, then you realize that you're so fucking powerful. Straighten your crown and act accordingly. You're not like some background extra of your life. Stop behaving that way. You're the main character. You're not like filling in the space in the background. For that, you need energy. Energy is the best currency in the world. Like I always think like, oh, would that give me more energy or less energy, right? That's my favorite currency. Even this conversation, if your energy was draining, I would be, you know, I'm jet lagged. It's 4 a.m. for me. I would be falling asleep. But because your energy and your vibration is really pleasant and you present, like you raise my energy, right? And so it works both ways. Like it's not about what people look like. It's how they make you feel, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you figure out your energy, you become the most charismatic person on the planet that can get any man in any job on the planet, right? Don't you think? Oh my God, yes. Yes, like it's all about energy. I always say that like the goal of health, the end goal is not to be the healthiest person alive. The goal of health is so that we have the energy to live the life that we want to live so that yeah. we are the the main character that we show up to every meeting, every relationship, everything yeah. we want with the full vibrancy and energy to accomplish it. Like health is the tool to get there not the end destination. I say that in the book that we we biohack to live. We don't live to biohack. And I think a lot of men in this space, a lot of times they all have a hobby. I'm like, what are your passions? And they're like, biohacking. I biohack so I can skydive and go to my heels class and dance and ride a horse. I think women need to get in because we know that we want to have energy to play with kids and feel like we want to go after our dreams that isn't just an end goal in itself. So we definitely align on that as well. Yes. It's not about the end destination. Like, oh, now I have all this energy. It's where are you channeling that? What are you going to do with it now? You know, health is like the secret to get what you want out of life. You know how like you follow someone on Instagram and, and you meet them in person and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> so like, true, right? It's the energy. When I scroll on Instagram, I would get into this mode of like, dang, I want to be like her. I want to look like her. And then when I meet those people in person, it immediately fades because once you combine the person with the energy, you realize that they're just like normal humans. But yet there are some people when you meet them in person, you're like, oh my God, they're the most beautiful, most amazing people on the planet. We live in a world of like filters and being able to adjust any reality possible. And I think the new generation, what do you think, the Gen, Gen Z, Z, they figured it out. They know that it's like, even on Instagram right now, it's more real photos, not using filters, understanding that it's like real life experience and just having something real and real feelings. It's just way more beautiful and way cooler than perfect. So true. And being vulnerable and knowing that that adds your energy, like that's helping attract to you. What other qualities have you found for either yourself or like when you look at other people? How do we become that magnetic, vibrant, energetic? What are those traits that someone listening can work on or adapt to get that. Oh, beautiful. I think we're all projectors. So what that means that we are rewarded for helping other people or being outwardly focused. 80% of autoimmune disease are women. 80%. Why? Because we are celebrated for putting other people in front of our needs, super worried, super stressed, hypervigilant about everyone's well-being. 
we might be falling apart super sick, but we will check. Is everyone okay, right? It makes us great workers, great selfless partners. We celebrate it for being selfless, but deep down we are okay for a little bit and then turn to be resentful. And so I think the biggest job, my biggest transformation and the moment where I stopped trying to help anybody and stop worrying about my friends and my parents, I was just like, figure out your own shit, Aggie. Stop projecting and feeling like you need to help others. Focus on yourself. And so it's so easy to distract yourself with helping others. I'm Polish. So, you know, I would come on someone's podcast with the food and just kind of like, is everyone okay? And I realized I started really just caring for myself, like my bestie. I had become my own bestie. And I was like, oh, you need the sleep. You need the rest. It's going to be okay. You're either going to disappoint others or you're going to disappoint yourself. And we never want the latter. And it became my big goal to not disappoint myself and to choose myself. And people were like, wow, you've changed. You're so much cooler now. I'm like, that's funny because I became selfish. But isn't that funny how like you stop trying to impress people because it's like externally focused. I want people to like me. I don't think you're going to like me. So I'm going to say things I don't mean or do things I really don't want to or overcommit because I am so scared that you're not going to like me. But if I like myself and I'm just showing up and I like you because why wouldn't I like you? That's like a very different energy. You don't feel like I'm forcing you or I'm trying to impress you, right? Even if it's not intentional, you can feel out the people that are trying too hard to get your approval or that are trying too hard to be yeah. something or not. Like whether or not it's a conscious thing, we all can tell that. And then we can also tell the people who are just being. And I think that's where you're talking about like the radiating, the attraction, mm -hmm. like that magnetic magic that we so know in people. It is because they are just being like their radiation is coming from with it rather than all this effort to be to fit to do to it's just being and radiating from within and I love this conversation because I've thought so much about this for my own self in, in the past couple of years and it's like when you think about it the best way to help other people if you really do want to change other people's lives or be there for your partner be there for your kids is to be the best you can be and you have to do that by taking care of yourself first and then you lead by example, then you inspire other people to take care of themselves. And that's how we get a world where people are happy and healthy and fulfilled is because we are all individually taking care of ourselves. And that is inspiring others to take care of themselves. Yeah, everything you just said is so beautiful. You want to inspire your children by what you do and not what you say. And so you don't want to teach them that putting others first is the right thing to do. And I think at the end of the day, it's the hardest thing. But don't you think that you love those people the most? Because every time I have a friend with strong boundaries, it's like, oh, their behavior gives me permission to put myself first because they will get it. It all has to start from within. And that's how other people perceive us is how we treat ourselves. Yeah. So and true. Really just a lot of uh, brainwashing. When you look at uh, a child, they're just so confident. They love themselves. They know how to ask for what they want. Maybe I'll upset mom if I ask for the toy right now. Maybe they're like, I want the fucking toy right now. <laughs> we start to live in our heads. But our superpower, our true magic, you know, like Marvel movies, magic comes from our heart. And having that intuition, it's just way more powerful than overthinking everything and, and trying to analyze. It, you're right. It's a superpower. And applying that to physical health, I think, is so powerful because I feel like that most often is the missing piece of the conversation when people talk about health and wellness. Most often the conversation is how to heal symptoms, which obviously like is so important. So many people are suffering from symptoms, but I love the conversation about biohacking because it moves the conversation, not just as health being symptomless and defining health as being without symptoms, but health being how you thrive how to optimize your life, how to get the most energy, the most radiance, the most joy out of your life and like sucking your life for all it's worth. That to me is so much more exciting than how to heal our gut or how to get better sleep. It's how it we live identity life. that you constantly feel like you're fixing something. And I agree. Yes. When you first get into it, it's like, oh, I want to manage all of these symptoms or I call them signs because our bodies don't speak English. So they communicate with signs, but symptoms makes me feel like something's off, but it's not exactly off, it's just more of a conversation with your body. It's like bloating, we need to adjust the food. And so it's really helpful to understand that as we navigate through 
biohacking, yes, it might start because you don't feel comfortable and you feel like you want to manage disease. And then you realize that health is so much more than lack of symptoms. There is no limit to how good you can feel. It's something I didn't really understand. I'm 36, about to be 37. I was taught that this is, you know, time to get slow down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just getting started. That is such a huge myth that we get about age is that this is the best we're ever going to feel. And it's only downhill from here. And I think there's a lot, you know, my book is called Biophilic Woman. And my followers were like, I don't really like this title because women sound so old. I wrote a book, Biohack Like a Boy. 30-year-old men would be like, I'm not a boy. Like, that's offensive. I want to be a man. I'm a real man. But when you say I'm a real woman, they're like, yeah, but, you know, woman does sound like I'm in perimenopause. Isn't that funny that even the word itself, I think there was a level of woman sounding old. And it's like, ooh, I'm going to exclude 20 and 30-year-olds with the word woman. And then I'm like, but this, this is exactly what this book needs to be named. And I want to redefine the conversation of what a woman is. And for someone to be, I'm 21 and I'm a woman and I love it. And it doesn't seem like I'm aging. That's so interesting. Because yeah, it's like powerful to be a woman. That's like badass to be a woman. But there's so much conversation where it's like aging. There's so much stigma to it. So that's really interesting. I, I wanted to talk to you about that part of your book as well, like calling it biohack like a woman. What does biohack like a woman mean? And why should women tailor advice to their body specifically? Great question. I didn't know that when I was first starting, but I realized biohacking is great, but we're going to get to a roadblock. And that is, you know, our hormones were vastly different. And we have something called the infradium rhythm. So it's not circadian rhythm, our daily rhythm, but it's our monthly rhythm. So you and I, we have a lunar 28-day cycle based on our menstruation. No one ever teaches you to celebrate your menstrual cycle. It's kind of this annoying thing that happens once a month. If you can get on a pill to get rid of period, even better. And we're never really educated about the side effects of the pill and the advantages of having ovulation. So when you're on the pill, you don't ovulate. I have never, ever in my life have been set down either at school or by my doctor giving me the pills, multiple doctors giving me the pill and said, you're not going to ovulate and ovulate is your superpower. Your bones get stronger. If better insulin management, your metabolism is boosted, you're considered more attractive. There are many studies that women who are on ovulation versus the ones that have been on the pill, like strippers, the ones that ovulate get weight to higher tips because they're considered more charismatic. What? Yeah, That's yeah. Fascinating study. Oh my God, yeah. I need to look that yeah. up. It's mad. Also, women who are on the pill may not choose to write partners because your pheromones are off. And so you can be dating someone when you're on the pill, get married, then you're about to have a baby. And then you realize that oh, I really don't like that person. Now, are you supposed to be off the pill? No, but you should know that. So you can make an informed decision. My decision about the pill wasn't informed. It was kind of like, you know, you have period for a couple of days if, if you stop taking it. It's actually not period either. And so there are all of these benefits of us actually having a cycle that aren't discussed with us uh, as women. And so biohacking according to your infradium rhythm would be really powerful. And that is adjusting your diet, your fasting schedule, if you choose to fast, your exercise. So you work with your hormones instead of against them. In like a super, super short summary, right before your period, so seven days before your period, it's actually your progesterone. It's like the baby making hormone carbs, like nature carbs, not processed carbs that you crave, but like nature carbs, like sweet potato, for example, or pumpkin or squash. She likes a little bit more rest. So it's not the time for you to push yourself at the gym. So it's not about always pushing. We actually now have science showing that for a woman, if she's pushing herself right before her period, she can actually gain weight. We're not supposed to fast. And no one told me how to fast properly like a woman and stop before my period. And then during and right after, this is the time for you to push yourself, actually. So right after your period, day seven to like 12, this is the time for you to really push yourself at the gym fast, go keto. You get like super boost of your metabolism. It's a little bit more complicated and I don't want to overwhelm your listeners with too much detail. But yeah, it was like a really big wake up call for me that there is not a single one biohack that works, even cold plunge. Because it really depends what day of your cycle that you're in. 
that I think is the hugest takeaway is that the body needs something different every single day for a woman. And all of these studies that are like, HIIT workouts are so amazing and intermittent fasting is so amazing. It's like, yeah, but those studies were typically done on either men, men most often, or sometimes postmenopausal women because yep, correct. researchers know we need to remove the infradian rhythm because that's affecting how this study is going to be performed. But we as women who have infradian rhythms, that's not applicable to us then. So I think that's the biggest takeaway is to tailor to your body every single day. Yeah. And anything I'm sharing with you here, that's just such a good reminder. Like even you might be listening to this and it's like, wow, it really resonates. But don't take it as the truth. Like test it for yourself. See how it makes you feel. I would love to go through some common health goals that people have and have you share your favorite biohacks that women can use to optimize these different areas of their health. First one, optimizing sleep. What are some of your favorite biohacks that you use to optimize sleep? Definitely managing my light. So no overhead light after sunset. And, you know, we hear a lot about the blue light and being careful from our phones. You can have blue light looking glasses. I have them when I work on my computer. Uh, I have them in the evening. I don't use any sort of like overhead light whatsoever, especially it's hard in the bathroom because usually the bathroom light is super intense. So having like a little candle or like one of those things that you plug in at night. For me, light is one of the most hormone stimulating things that there are. So like if you don't have regular cycles, it's crazy that how many women I was able to help with just being able to control the light and really reducing artificial light because it's linked to circadian rhythm, melatonin, and it's linked to our infradium rhythm. So it's super powerful. And again, actually, when you use this light, you're probably saving on electricity. <laughs> it's like a win-win. Yeah, it's a win-win. One of my favorite personal one is having a mouth tape. I don't know if you're familiar, but love my mouth tape. Oh yeah. my God. People think I'm crazy. My boyfriend looks at me like, you look like you're about to be kidnapped. So please yeah. explain this. So you have a much deeper sleep and much better health if you breathe through your nose. But what happens is we tend to breathe through our mouth for many reasons. And I highly recommend a book called Breath. That's just has been absolutely life-changing. So you probably don't realize, I didn't realize that I breathe a little bit through my mouth at night. And so I was like, I'll test and I put a mouth tape and I got much deeper sleep. And I'm like, how is that possible? Because it's, you're forcing yourself to breathe through your nose. So that is, again, under $5 and it really helps you sleep and making sure the bedroom is cold and dark. I feel like I'm so sensitive to light now that like when my boyfriend will come in and I have like my orange light in the bathroom and he'll turn on the lights. I'm like, ah, like it's so yes. jarring. You're listening to your body. So then when you're doing things that are working with your body instead of against it, it's like you hear more from your body when it's like, no, no, no we don't, we don't want this. We don't want this bright light when it's 9 p.m. People yeah, always do that. that. When he's like, he's like, I want your light. I'm like, oh no, especially <laughs> I'm like, I don't want it. No lights. <laughs> but those are such good tips. Okay. So what about some biohacks for optimizing digestion or gut health? Oh, great questions. I think giving your body a break. Snacking is an invention from the 80s. We're being taught that, you know, have seven to eight meals a day. This is not good for your gut. There is something called MMC complex, basically. It's like a caboose that goes from your stomach all the way, you know, through your intestine and kind of like escorts the food. And it takes about an hour and a half to two hours. So every time you have a meal that's too often, it kind of disrupts the digestion and the whole process of going down your gut. So I would say if you can limit, I call these micro fast. So have three meals a day and people are like, oh my God, I'm going to be hungry. I need my five meals. So I'm like, you can actually work towards three meals a day or two meals a day if that's necessary. Right now we're used to constant consuming and we're a society that constantly consuming information on the phone and constantly drinking something, whether it's coffee, tea, and it feels like it never stops. And I think the best biohack again, you know, you can do probiotic, postbiotic, have 30 grams of fiber, 200 different vegetables a month, like just so many ways. But I think just limiting your meals and letting your body rest and having at least a 12-hour fast at night. I don't think fasting is right for everyone and definitely not for everyone, every woman, depending on which part of the cycle. But 12 hours is the perfect amount that is giving your body and digestion a rest. And then you said like right before your period is when you shouldn't be fasting. Like that seven days is that's when you're like 12 hours max and then make sure yeah. you're eating consistently. But then the two weeks after your period, do you do more of like the 16, eight? Like I, I don't yeah, know so I don't, ideas. 
yeah, I used to be way more rigid about it. And now I, again, listen to my body. I just flew from Bali. There's a lot of like stress in my body, you know, lack of sleep. Fasting is a stressor. And so if I combine lack of sleep, a lot of exercise, a lot of meetings and fasting, this is not going to be good for my cortisol. So I'm like, okay, this is not the time for me to fast. I think 12 hours is just the sweet spot that it's long enough that it does something and short enough that you can do it even if you don't know which day of the cycle that you're in. I think what you just said is really important that fasting is a stressor. Like, I don't think people really understand how there's a lot of stressors that are really good for our body. Like why cold plunge and intense exercise can be really good for us is because it's putting stress on the body. The body is not meant to be in this cushy, plush, like modern lifestyle. The body's meant to be out in the woods and cold and wet. Cold, right. So it's good for the body to feel that stressor. But when there's all of these stressors piling up, then it obviously can cause really negative things for the body. So I don't know if people really understand how things like intermittent fasting are stressors for the body, which again, can be good sometimes, but too much of them is negative. Yeah. And it's a Goldilocks rule, like too much of a good thing is a bad thing. What about your favorite um, biohacks for hormonal health? I know you already talked about the infradian rhythm and how important it is. What are some other ways that you optimize your hormonal health? Our hormones are very much connected to our gut and we metabolize estrogen through our gut. So that would be really connected with the fasting and with giving your body a break. I would definitely live according to my cycle. At the end of the day, it's just making sure that the toxins are as little toxins as possible because they're the number one hormone disruptors. Glucose, so be avoiding glucose spikes just so we don't disrupt our hormones. What are like some things that you do to make sure that you have stable glucose levels? So for those who don't know, every time you eat something sweet, your glucose goes up. This is completely normal, except we live in a world that it's full of highly processed foods. And so these glucose spikes usually wouldn't be a big deal. Now become a big deal because you have multiple meals a day. You have super sugary drinks or carby. The white bread can spike your glucose more than a smoothie. And so one glucose spike every now and then, again, not a big deal, but it does give you an energy crash. And the more of these glucose hack, the glucose spikes you have, the more likely you are to develop PCOS, which is called diabetes of the ovaries. You tend to have a metabolic syndrome, so it's going to be really hard to lose weight. You get an energy crash and you crave more sugar. So you're on this roller coaster where you need more sugar because it's 4 p.m. And so that's why we tend to manage our glucose you can measure it with a glucose monitor just so we know what spikes are your favorite foods and so one of the easiest thing is you can either have a shot of apple cider vinegar before eating something carby you can add more fiber into your meals like green calories i call it right so just having any sort of vegetable before you're eating something carby or sweet and have a dessert as a dessert so if you need to have something sweet don't have it first thing in the morning. That's why I'm not a big fan of smoothies. You tend to be more insulin sensitive in the morning. So you want to make sure you have a heavily protein breakfast, like at least 30 grams of protein. That's like a slice of smoked salmon, two eggs, and you know a little bit of avocado. And most women are like, eh, so much food. I'm scared. I'm going to have my smoothies. I'm like, no, that actually will manage your glucose for the rest of the day. will set you up for less glucose spikes. You'll have way more energy. I used to have smoothies for breakfast and I felt broken that I couldn't lose weight and I was bloated. And turns out not starting my day with banana blended in a smoothie was the move. Just make sure that your diet actually makes sense. What about some biohacks for a happier, clearer, less anxious mind? Oh, beautiful. Your only job is to make sure that you focus on yourself, not others. And so that will inspire others and will give them permission to do the same. So I'd say whether you have a meditation or any sort of thing that brings you back to your body, for me, the best thing to kind of like get clear and connected with myself is just spending time with nature out in the sun. Super cheap, but like exposing yourself for 10, 20 minutes in the sun and not worrying about getting wrinkles and whatnot, but just like I live on planet Earth and this is okay for 10 or 20 minutes. Honestly, my favorite, I can feel a massive difference when it's winter and you don't get the sun and you're like yeah when they say like nature's healing that's not just to say it quite literally is healing 100 percent with biohacking you said almost like mimics nature yeah 
I know that there's like all these like biohack technology and machines, but really what biohacking is, do you ever think like how interesting it is that it really is just going back to what our ancestors did? Like it's not some 100%. crazy new thing. Right? Is that kind of yeah. interesting? Yeah, I had a, I, I don't know if you know what ayahuasca is, but I basically sat with Aya like a few years ago when I was getting into biohacking and she was like, super cute of you that you think you've discovered all of this. This is just like <laughs> instant knowledge, you know, that you just call it differently. If that makes yeah. it better, go for it. But we already know all of this. Yeah. People have known it for thousands of years. Again, it's just like how we're coming back to our own wisdom. It's almost like we have to come back culturally to our ancestors wisdom 100 percent, which we basically were like one of the first generations to completely dismiss it and feel like we know better oh my god that's so true wow okay last little biohack piece i want to ask you about is biohacking fitness because especially this time of year people get really into like they're back on their gym game they're motivated they want to get toned what are some biohacks for fitness for feeling stronger more that like quote toned my favorite one is doing a rehit or a sit workout. Actually, sit is my favorite. And it doesn't mean that you have to sit, but it's <laughs> basically running for 20 seconds as fast as you can and then letting your heart rate come back to normal and then going again. So how it's different than, for example, hit workout is like, okay, I go for 20 minutes, I go 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off. It is a quite a big stressor for your body. And it doesn't let you come back to your parasympathetic nervous system. What you actually want to exercise is not only doing 100% of your ability, but you also want to train your body to be able to come back to homeostasis, to that parasympathetic. And so you're going to actually measure yourself. And what you realize that at the beginning, it's going to take you maybe five or six minutes after a 20-second run to have your heartbeat come back. But the more often you do it, the healthier your heart is. It really boosts metabolism so much better than any hit workout. You don't have to come up with crazy exercises and you can do it on the treadmill. You can do it out in the wild. You run as hard as you can because you're designed to only give your 100% for about 20 seconds. And so you do it and then that really strengthens your body, your lungs, your heart, and it helps you burn more calories than anything. So it's about like 20 seconds of max effort, all you can do. Yeah, actual max. Actual yeah. max. And then you're basically just monitoring yourself until you feel back to homeostasis. How, how long does that typically take? For me, it's about six minutes. But if you're an athlete, it can take you a minute. Which is probably like the goal is that yeah. the healthier your body is, the, the quicker it can come back. To it's, it's a fun way to measure, right? Because you basically check your heartbeat before then you run and then you wait for it to come back. Uh, which it's amazing because the goal is to make it shorter and shorter. And then how many rounds of those do you do like per session per day? I do five. But okay. uh, I imagine if you're like super fed, you can do a little more. Anything less than that, I think it's it's a little, you know, it, listen to your body, right? If you feel like you want to start with two or three, by any means, but we want to work to at least five. I love that for so many reasons. Obviously, it's so cool to like just know the science of what actually is happening in your body. But I also like that it's tailored to you. You're literally basing it off of how you feel. Like all these routines, it's like the 12, 330. There's so many routines out there that it's like go at this speed for this amount of time. But every body is so different. Like, yeah. how do you know that that's good for you? So the only routine in this is that you're basing off of what's your max effort. How do you feel? And then you're waiting until your body feels a certain way to do it again. Like yeah. those are the only markers is how your body feels. It's also really helpful because it reminds you that it is about like your body, that stressor that we were talking about. It's important for your body to really push yourself. If I know I have to do a 20 minute hit challenge, I don't go at 100% because I know I have another 19 minutes to go. So it's just kind of like 60, 70. And that doesn't really exercise and, and boost your metabolism as hard. I would love to hear about your daily routine. I'm sure it's hard because like we already talked about every day is different, but I just would love an example and I love a detail. I love specifics. So just like from the time you wake up until bed, what are you eating? What are you doing? How are you fitting all of these focuses on health into a day that's pretty busy for you? Like what is your daily routine like? So I start with, I actually don't set an alarm. I just wake up whenever I'm ready, even though I have been waking up at like 4.35 a.m. It's just like where my body feels most rested. It's taken me a few years to get to that point where I don't need an alarm, but it, it is possible. Then I'll have a glass of hot water with shilajit, which has about 70 different minerals that we were chatting about, chlorella, 
great for detoxifying my body. And so I have that first thing in the morning with a pinch of salt that kind of helps me remineralize my body. And I would go meditate or journal just because it's, it's the only time I can squeeze in because it's so quiet. Or I would write like my whole book was written between 4.30 and 6.30. Wow. I get so distracted throughout the day that I can't have any like deeper thoughts later. I don't know what to say. Um, then I would have my matcha. I have like special coconut milk that is free of any seed oils and anything like that. I add collagen to it, a little bit of NCT oil, which helps with production of the butyrate and like healthy bacteria in the body. So that would be my breakfast. Then that's when I'm not fasting, right? Because if I'm fasting, I would just basically have just green tea. For breakfast, I love actually making, it's a protein powder that we have at Biohacking Bestie, but you can use any other one. I put protein powder, coconut cream, and an egg, and I make like an omelet out of it. It tastes like a fluffy pancake that, and it doesn't like my sugar. It has almost 40 grams of protein for me. And when I'm on the go, it's really, really delicious. And I just put in a Nutribullet and it blends and it's fluffy and it's my biohack. I like to go to the gym in the morning. So I try to incorporate movement. If I'm in Bali, I would go, we have rice fields right behind our house. So we'll just go for like an hour, meditate and kind of like just expose myself to the future version of me. And then I work and around 4 p.m. is the time for me to just relax. And how do you relax? Well, so nature, again, I always would have to go for a walk. Thank God I have my dog who's just like a, such a good reminder for me to just be present we either go for a beach walk, both in LA and in Bali, like we're super lucky to live by the beach, spending time with my fiance as well, just having deep conversations. Luckily, my team was incredible. We all tried to stop working at four and then like when they stop responding, it's such a good sign. Okay, it's time to finish for today. Like I don't need to work all the time. I would always have a bath at night and it's like a warm blanket for my oxytocin helps me sleep really well. I have a very early dinner. I have dinner at 4 p.m. Oh, my God. Don't you get hungry before bed or no? No. I, well, I worked my way to it, but I did a DNA test and my body responds the best. I mean, it's better for you to not skip breakfast, skip your dinner, right? It's just more boring because we all meet people for dinner. But luckily, my friends are very similar. Like even today at 4, I'm meeting my friends for dinner. I kind of love it because I often feel like an old person where I'm like, I would like to be home and in bed by 9 p.m. Yeah. And everyone's like, let's go out. And I'm like, no, no, but my bedtime was three hours ago. Yeah. And so I'm in bed by eight and it's time for me to relax. So it's pretty, yeah, it's very unique. Makes and then sense. you attract the people that do the same thing. Yeah. You click with other people that are on the same path and want to yeah. get better too. That is so inspiring. Wow. I'm like taking notes. I'm going to yeah, try that later. Yes, at 4 p.m. Yeah. See, I would love nothing more. Okay, Aggie, we are going to wrap up with some rapid fire questions. The first one is a biohack that completely transformed your life. I feel like this is probably impossible for you to answer, but what is the number one for you? I'm going to say fasting. Your 2024 era in one word. Unapologetic. That is a good one. I feel like we all need to adapt that in 2024. <laughs> Last one, a book that changed your life, obviously, besides your own. Radical Forgiveness. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. It that is really special. It, the principle is on the soul level. So we all have a soul contract. And even the hardest experience is there to teach you something. So you're never really a victim of your life, which I think it's very powerless. And you are like the main character. Yeah, that's like a whole different energy shift. Kind of like going back to what we were talking about, the energy being the almost like the main soul focus of health and also the currency of health. Yeah. Full circle. Wow, that sounds so yeah. good. And Aggie, where can everyone find you? Get your book. At Aggie, A-G-G-I-E. If you want to check out the book, it is www.biohacklikeawoman.com. You can get a free copy. You can get it on Amazon as well. I also have a podcast. I would love for you to come as well. It's called Buy Investing. It's it's things that happen. Oh, I would I love that. that. Yeah, I love the way you approach health. This conversation has been so much fun for me. I feel like I could literally oh. talk to you for five more hours. So I'm sad yeah. I have to let you go. But thank you so much for joining us. Thank and you for having me. You. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I know I sure did. 
If this episode gave you any value or you're liking the show in general, please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It really makes a huge difference for our show so we can keep growing and bringing the content that you love. If you want more info, you can find us at The Every Girl Podcast on Instagram or theeverygirlpodcast.com. Talk to you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.